Uh, welcome to Kudrin's Talks, episode 10. We are talking about the programmer's oath. My name is Solange. I am a craftswoman at Kudrin's. Uh, me, you know me, Jorge. Usually I'm the one hosting. Today I'm the one talking. I'm Rory, software craftsman. I'm Chris, uh, software craftsman here at Kudrin's. Last year at the uh, software craftsmanship conference here in London, in his keynote, Uncle Bob uh, reiterated his suggestion of uh, programmers having a code of ethics and oath for programmers. And he argued that, you know, as software is all around us um, in every single aspect of our lives, that that puts us programmers in a position of power, of great power. And um, I quote, with great power comes great responsibility. And we as programmers should recognize that responsibility and determined to be, be determined to be conscious servants of our society. So as a starting point, I'd like to know your general impressions or opinions about idea of programmers having an oath or a code of ethics. Um, what do you think of that? Okay, I'm gonna start with uh, basic idea. Is it's okay, it's so, something similar like, for example, the hypocratic uh, oath that the doctors have. Okay? So, uh, so there is some, some value for me on the idea of having this kind of code of ethics. It is, it is the case that uh, we are, we do put lives in danger with our code at the moment. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't because I haven't done anything so far that is has been that that important <laughs> in terms of uh, but but uh, we are talking about uh, and he has he has put that as, as well uh, as examples uh, cars uh, uh, ambulances uh, uh, planes like uh, over here this at university in UK you learn about the famous London ambulance disaster on 1990s something like that. In which I don't remember that. No, first I heard. Really? <laughs> yeah. um, I remember studying a famous train crash in Finland, I think, that was caused by um, software error. So a head-on train collision that, with the point switching system. Um, but that's all I can remember. Yeah. No, over, over here is that the, there was when the new system rolled out. I think it was software related, but basically the for the first night the ambulances just couldn't they couldn't be assigned to new locations to to the different uh, emergencies so I, I i believe someone did die because of that but it's not, not, not only that look at we have a uh, banking issues every other year i mean uh, yeah. the last time it has it has been the tsb when they did the merge with the sabadell uh, backend but before that, it has been HSBC, it has been... There was NatWest and RBS because I was affected by that one. It has been every single bank in the UK at some point. All of them have had problems related to, to IT software. I'd like to put this in a blog as well, um, that one of, one of the few cases in which it's very rare to find any kind of software issue is in aerospace and planes because they have been doing proper, like uh, hardcore testing for, for years. Before I even knew that you could do all the, all the that, well, I knew that I realized that I should be doing testing. I knew a couple of uh, uh, French people that were working uh, 
with an aerospace company and they were doing every single line of code was tested several times by several people. It, it was something that was back then, before the 2000s, it was completely, it was, it blew my mind. The, the fact that how much they were doing compared to what I was used to, which wasn't much because I was, it was just starting myself, but that is the, the, this thing. So the whole idea, good, uh, the, his living just as, as an old for programmers to swear by is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, if, if I, I know he 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 put it, he puts it this way because he's a, a Republican, a, a small government, and whatnot. But if I see what I see on everywhere, how people do act, you need some you need something more stronger than just uh, an oath. Yeah. To be able yeah. to, to handle it. That was kind of what I was going to say as well. Um, I think the oath, I think the way you put it out there, the oath, it's a good starting point for pro- provoking a conversation because it certainly provoked a lot of people. Um, I, I think, in general, though, I think a, a proper professional code of conduct, similar to medical profession, legal profession, any one of a number of other professions you can mention, would be a good thing. What about you, Rory? Um, well, yeah, I agree, really. So... I think an oath itself is like it's it's quite a, a personal thing. So um, so Uncle Bob says is um, that this is just something that um, that he swears by, you know, for himself. It's commitment that he makes to himself, and then he makes that to others. Um, so it's it's not so much a one set of statements applies everywhere. So it's um, yeah, a, a code of conduct um, that is applicable to the wider community would be great. But yeah, an, an oath would, is very difficult to kind of... It feels to me a bit like a, simplif- a simplification of a proper code of conduct mm. to me. I mean, it's, it's a nice headline, but yeah, um, I, I think if you want to deal with this stuff properly, it, it needs a bit more detail, a bit more thought. No disrespect intended, I think it's a good starting point. I, I do agree with that idea being that, uh, a starting point, and there are, there are a few good ideas w- within it. But, I don't know, history tells me it's not going to be enough. No. All right. Um, so, at the conference, as he went through the statements, um, he said that each one of those was a restatement of the extreme programming practices. Um, so I was thinking, do you agree with that? And which of these statements strongly relate to the XP values and principles? So, for example... Well, it is clear when you read all the nine of them. Most of them are, are really derived from the whole idea of Agile and the sort of preference. Yeah, you can see pair programming and test-driven development in there, among other things. Yeah, yeah I think the XP principles, they kind of um, say, they kind of fulfill the oaths um, statements. So, like, you've got the statement, I will fearlessly and relentlessly improve my creations at every opportunity. That is best achieved through the XP principle of refactoring. So, you know, that's, it's saying the same thing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. I think the XP principles kind of give the how and the oath statements yeah. give us the, the why. The only problem that, that, that I have with them, with mo- half of them at least, is that, uh, maybe we can later on go, go one by one, is that they are very, very specific to what we consider right now the, the best way what we consider the best way of dealing with software. Is it? Is it going to be the best way of doing, dealing with software in 20 years' time? Yeah, years time? Probably not. Probably not. So it is not 
it is not a uh, how's it called compared with a, with a hypocrisy oath is like not being you know it's not general enough in most cases and maybe it's a case that it doesn't need that many points as it needs because that hypocrisy oath is just well a sentence really isn't it so I actually only know the first bit there's probably more <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe um, so do you see any any that could be added to the list maybe some I don't know that's a difficult um, that's a difficult question for me to answer because I'm not sure if I entirely agree with the idea of an oath in the first place so I, I'm not sure if I'd be trying to add more things to it I, I, an oath as a concept I, I mean developing a professional code completely but I think that's slightly different to yeah. an oath and, uh, well it is different it is, it is different, and uh, and again, there is a lot of uh, lots of them are just too too specific. The the, the first one, which will be the more similar to the hypocritical mm-hmm. old, I will not produce harmful code. Uh, it, it actually sounds quite quite good, yeah. okay, and probably will be the most appropriate to stay in there. But but and this is a big problem. You don't know what is your. I mean, I'm not gonna produce uh, harmful code. Is if I'm working for the defense contractor, well, that, like, it, it's an issue, isn't it? Because it, it will, the code will be harmful per, per nature, most probably. It's going to be ultimately harmful to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or I'm doing, I, and it, it could happen totally. You have uh, your open source software that you're using for whatever the reason is your uh, library to deal with uh, something on Python, for example, and then gets used by... Uh, by a third party, so uh, of course it is that, that is quite quite outside of your abilities or well, sorry what you can stop. But at the same point, well, if you don't do make it open source, then no one else can use it, and therefore you can control where your code is being used, and therefore then then you can uh, uh, say right, my code is not harmful to anyone. Okay, on account that no one's using it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so probably uh, with with the whole idea is. Add no, probably as I said, remove. That's what I will be thinking about it. Removing some of these statements. What about you, Marie? So what would I add? Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of anything to add to it, to be honest. It's, um, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> um, so, Chris, you just mentioned that you are not entirely, um, you don't necessarily agree with uh, the idea of having an oath. Um, would you tell us more about that? Um, I just think it's a little bit of a simplistic solution to quite a complicated problem. I mean, I agree there. so yeah, your medical profession, it has the Hippocratic Oath, but it also has a very detailed code of conduct as well. Like I say, I think this is, it's quite a good tool for starting a conversation about these sort of things because by and large, ethics has bypassed our industry. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's a, it's a good provocative thing to get people talking about it, but as a practical tool for ensuring that we um, behave in a certain way within you know, the bounds of society, I don't think it's terribly useful. Especially as the, the Hippocratic Oath is different in certain, um, certain universities as well. They'll have their own kind of variations of the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. One very interesting thing that we were discussing this the other day, and uh, I did to me and Matsi, we, we did check. Uh, we are looking into about the, basically the medical profession, they have the, 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 it's not an oath, it's not just the oath, it's actually the whole conduct that can get you out of work. And it was uh, doctors 
Taras the government back in 1563 or something like that to actually set up laws mm-hmm. so no one else, no, no one that wasn't a doctor could perform as a doctor. So that, that, that's when it starts for, for doctors in the, in the UK. The, the, later on the charter of, uh, of uh, the control of, of the charter went back to the doctors themselves, but originally it was the doctors asking the government, please get, 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 us, get some laws so no one can just do whatever they want. Because, I mean, one of the problems that you, you have at least who is appropriate, who can give, uh, like, uh, how it's called, um, uh, who can give uh, some uh, advice in medical issues? Can, can anyone give advice on medical issues? Uh, can anyone charge for giving advice on medical issues when the life of a person depends on it? Mm-hmm. So that, that has been the case uh, for, for a very long time. There are other professions as well that they have, uh, they have this kind of uh, conduits that are very, very strict. As in, you break it, you go through a panel, and you cannot work anymore in the UK. Mm. As a lawyer, as a, as a, in the medical profession, we uh, say early on that... Uh, oh, opticians, I was talking about my, my wife's job, yeah. So yeah. the, the opt- oh, optometry has a similar code of conduct and a similar investigatory and uh, disciplinary system to the wider medical profession. However, um, so technology is something that's far more easily um, globalised than doctors and lawyers and and so on. So if all of a sudden there's this kind of government regulation um, that affects software development in this country, well, surely companies are just going to go to other countries where well, it does happen. outsource that development to countries where there isn't that regulation. That's possible, but equally, um, you can't get around other legislation by doing that. Um, so you, you can't get around financial services regulation by outsourcing work from a UK company to people offshore. Mm. It still applies to the company. Similar with you know manufacturing cars, you can't get around safety regulations by having them built in another country. It's true. And cars are used as a deliberate example, because I think we've probably got a famous <laughs> one to do in a minute to talk about. <laughs> but it is... You can avoid part of it, except at a point in which uh, the government then will require that the, your uh, code has been certified somehow. Okay, mm-hmm. it's been certified by your, uh, and th- th- there is uh, at the moment it has been very much of a wild west thing for 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 programming. You can just you have most of the time you, you can just whatever you want, whatever you want, whenever you want. They did put. Uh, relatively stupid regulation in my view seven is early Oxley in the US uh, that did affect programming I was in a company which was the uh, the parent company was American and we had to abide by seven Oxley but it was we had a very uh, work for a company with a very similar situation I mean it, it is it's onerous but given that that was a I think this is one of the things that, that uh, Bob talks about is that you know eventually you'll get some event that causes a lot of damage yeah. and as a result the pendulum will swing back the other way as the government comes in and says okay these cowboys have got to be clamped down on because they're causing all kinds of trouble and then I think um, Sox came out of was it Worldcom? Uh, Worldcom scandal and Enron yeah so yeah, I agree it is onerous to comply with but you know given how we got to the point of needing that I, I sympathise hmm. so as you just mentioned that doctors were 
you know, the ones who requested these laws. Can you imagine that, you know, this would be the begin, the starting point of programmers and software developers all over requesting that these laws be put in place because... There, there, I see one way of that happening and it's right now because, I mean, you, we, we have some kind of yeah, uh, society ethics and whatnot, you can be a whistleblower, but there is nothing really to defend you. So if the if the guys at Volkswagen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ones, famous. Uh, have 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 tried to tell anyone about what was going on, well, they would have been out of job, and the company would have fired them. Would probably they need to even put a legal reason. There is what kind of uh, defenses are for you around that? What what kind of defenses maybe over here at the moment? We'll see in a few months. Uh, you have some good defenses because of the of the different laws, but in the U.S., when they get really they can find you for no reason, you never. It's, it's it does depend on what state you're in, but the, I think the majority have at-will employment, don't they? Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, you don't you don't have any any right now. You they don't as a programmer, I barely have any pretension. Unless I'm working in a financial company when they have where they have financial regulations, yeah. and if I, uh, something is going on that I know that is gonna is against the financial regulations, I can do I can do stuff and being protected. Any any other place, most probably is is not gonna be the case. So imagine you're building software in in the healthcare industry, and you're being asked to do to write code that you potentially not agree much with. Maybe you're under a very strict deadline and you're putting out code that you know very well that it is not the best work you've ever you know, written or that it's potentially harmful. I think there's a difference between not your best work and potentially harmful. Yeah. I mean, nobody mm. does their best work every day. That's just human yeah, nature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but imagine that you know, um, it's not been tested, for example. Fully <laughs> tested. You know, and this is... There is... A certain point over here, like uh, there is this machine. It was a uh, X-ray machine, Thanos twenty-five or something like that. Was called. I don't remember the, the name right now. Mm-hmm. In which, which was a new version of a previous machine. It was replaced, and then they realized uh, at some point that the machine actually, if you press uh, two or three buttons at the same time, the software go, go went crazy and uh, inundated with uh, 10,000 times more radiation than it should be. A few people die because of the Oops. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember, it's something 25. I don't remember the exact name of the, of the machine. So there, can there be something over there? Yes. The, and and the, of course, there will be always, uh, again, healthcare ha- has its own regulations, okay? As a general one. Are that enough for software developers? In that cases, there will be enough, but as well as if you are not punishing the people at the top that can, that can put the pressure on you, then what's again, you, you are left the, you are left without a recourse. The, the, the Volkswagen people are, are in jail and no one else. There, there is, I, I think, at some point, we are, we are 
like with the me medics, we are with the doctors, we are going to be the ones asking for a stricter regulation, yeah. mostly because it will be a way for us to defend ourselves. So, okay, I understand that, you know, software right now is, interacts with so many other fields. So could we say that, you know, if you are building software for the healthcare industry, then let's put, make sure that those laws that apply, you know, can also be applied to so the people who are building this software. I think that's the yeah. current regulatory landscape, isn't it? Yeah, Regulations yeah. are essentially vertical through industries, and we're kind of cross-cutting across all of them. So yeah. I but wonder if that's a new challenge, possibly. It, it could be, because after all, the, the, one of the problems that I can see is that most of those regulations, they haven't been able to really account for all that can happen on software, all the possibilities. No. And and sometimes it's something as a stu as a stupid that, that like a website being a, a, a leakage of information. Maybe the the people are doing the financial transactions, they they they, they are doing everything correctly. Uh, but some but because of the way that the, some data has been transferred or uh, or how the data has been accessed and somehow gets leaked through the through your web application. There is lots of small cases like that, that w which. I can see that they are not being covered by those verticals for each uh, for each uh, different field because most of those fields have been uh, ha, had those regulations set up as things have, ha have happened to them and they are not yet accounting fully for uh, for what we bring into a table. Yeah, I mean, GDPR sort of addresses that to an extent. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think information security is something that needs more regulation and more. Well, frankly, punishment for people who do it wrong. That, that's uh, I just read the uh, the other day. This they are passing a law in the U.S. for uh, basically yes that uh, your U.S. company doesn't matter where your data is located. They want to uh, by by law you you have to provide it to the U.S. government, which is trying to avoid what happened with Microsoft in 2013, in which the data was in uh, Ireland, and uh, Microsoft uh, uh, denied the request to the US government because the data was not in the US. Mm. And they, they have created a law just to avoid that, which conflicts directly with the GDPR. Yeah, well, that's one of those things that's just gonna have to work its way out, isn't it? I mean, that's overreach, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, but but, but it, that, that, then you start having that, that uh, again. So many different issues on different planes, uh, of, on different layers of, of your work. Especially as we move towards like um, IoT, you know, the, the Internet of Things. I um, heard a great line, the S in IoT stands for security. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 I quite like that. Uh, which one is was oh um, Nike release uh, uh, some trainers, uh, smart trainers, okay, oh, that they connect to your uh, phone. Except, except, I don't know, I don't remember what the iPhone. I think it was the Android, the Android version. Uh, it couldn't connect to the left shoe, and I don't know what it happened with that because I mean, what kind of functionality you need in a, in a in a trainer, but but they were complaining about it. Yes, at the moment there have been uh, we know cases 
of uh, like small uh, uh, smart uh, bulbs that have been used to actually hack into into your home network. Yeah, because they're completely <laughs> open. <laughs> well, my impression is a lot of the IoT kit is just doesn't have any security. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust any of that stuff if I were you. <laughs> Give it a couple of years to get all the legislation worked out and, and for people to start going to jail when these things are exploited, then <laughs> again, we, we then are, I would trust it. It's just because the market's pushing for these things so so hard, you know, what, like, um, but, everything no, wants to be competitive. I'm not sure it is. The, the market is it's not who, who needs a, a smart a smart bulb? No one. Who, who, needs okay. a, <laughs> who needs a fridge that connects to the internet? Yeah, that's the one that always must be. Why does my fridge need to be connected to the internet? Yeah, mm. it's just, it's a bit ridiculous. It's just, and, and, it, and it's the case that on those, on those specific cases, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, regulation is going to happen, it's going to happen like always happens because something goes wrong and people are going to start uh, asking questions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. can we stop this in the future? Uh, of course, the only doesn't stop it, but it makes it more difficult when you have regulations set up by, by government. The, the Ayn Rand views uh, that uh, from where this oath comes, it just doesn't happen in real life. Right? Does, doesn't, there is no punishment for, for, for them. No, the, the information security thing really bugs me because you get companies making excuses, oh, we were hacked by some incredibly sophisticated non-state actor and it just turns out they've left the default password on their SQL database and it's open to the internet. That's not the same thing. That's just flat-out negligent and you should be accountable for that, in my opinion. Yeah. So how do you make sure that they are accountable for that? Oh, we're going to have to change the law, I guess, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, currently the Information Commission is responsible for it and... Um, I'm not terribly impressed by their performance, I'll be honest. I mean, there there are limits to what they can do, so we'd have to beef up statute, I guess, to give them a bit of teeth. It is the case that we need price. It's all through, again, we are going to end up having a regulatory body. Which, is it idea? Do I want it? No, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I would prefer not to, not to need at all. Okay? But then, it, it is the case that well, I know that I'm, put, I'm putting myself best effort and trying not to release code that, that, is, uh, that is bad. But that cannot be saved from, from, from every single person that is working on uh, that's doing code. There is, no, there is no barrier to entry, to, which is, I think it's great. The, the fact there is no barrier, uh, no barrier to entry to, to coding, but then you get the... The, the people that uh, do the best of all and the people that is just uh, that is just a job and the people that are actually looking to make uh, extra money out of yeah, it exactly. you, you get you get all the ones that don't care at all so so you, you just mentioned that you know no one needs a fridge that connects to the internet right so why are we building this why are we accepting as programmers that's a really good question <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish someone could answer that <laughs> I mean I understand that we need to eat, make money, I mean, pay bills and have a job and I mean, that one is, is going to be a, a focus group uh, done by a company uh, and they have just uh, the random people that they have said they happen to be, to be the, the, the strange people that like to have that. Yeah, it'd be one of those round table meetings, isn't it? When someone says, we need features for our new fridge and someone says, how about we make it more energy efficient? No, shut up. No one wants that. <laughs> yeah. 
Pitch me more ideas. Oh, How about Wi-Fi? No. Yes, correct that man. <laughs> no, um, there's another small thing. It's a, a fridge, but per se, it's, I mean, the, you forget about the, the, the small fridge. How, how many improvements can you have in a fridge? Probably nothing. I mean, the, 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 it's the, a the, box no, that gets cold. The technology <laughs> the, the stays cold, ideally. hasn't changed in eight years. I mean, you can improve a bit the efficiency, but that, that's it. So, oh, we need to do some more fridges. Well, let's gonna put something stupid. It's like a, a, this case of uh, Google are changing every five months, they change the Gmail UI. The, the, someone needs to justify the, the, the work, I mean, the, the job. So, ah, it's time to change the, the UI of Gmail again. I mean, since I started using Gmail quite a few years back, I don't know, 10, 15 different UIs that I have, I have seen. What's the point? Like. They, they haven't improved anything. They have just changed things for the sake of change and, and they're just justifying jobs. Mm-hmm. So we, we are building uh, solutions, products that we don't really need instead of... Uh. <laughs> not us, <laughs> not us, of course. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm speaking in general as developers, um, because, um, like you said, how can you... Well, I mean, to a certain extent, there's none of them no experimentation, is there? I mean, in serendipity to it. I mean, it, yeah, might, yeah. it might look like nobody... You might think no one needs it. There's the classic sort of Henry Ford, well, if, if I'd built what people have wanted, they'd have just had a faster horse. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I appreciate there's a degree of that to it. Uh, and I don't want this to degenerate into sort of Chris and Jorge complain about the modern world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I recently watched um, a video by Hadi Haridi at his um, keynote of his keynote at um, NDC conference in London, where he, I mean, actually the keynote is um, "Welcome to the Machine," and you know he argues that all these new tech uh, things that we're building, including social media all of these things that are turning ourselves into products, really. So software, instead of being a useful tool to, to actually solve real problems, is turning us into products ourselves. So, yeah, you know, I mean... Yeah. Well, while well, we're doing controversial opinions, I'll, I'll give you another one. I think that in 5, 10, 15 years' time, social networks will be regulated for mental health in the same way smoking is regulated for physical health now. I can see that happening. Yeah. I can see that happening. There, there is... Um, mental health reasons, I should say. Yeah. Full sentences. But there, there, is, there, there is the thing that uh, data... I mean, uh, people always talk about, about this uh, big data and whatnot, which most of the time is just rubbish. But there, there is some insight to be from it okay and there is some insight that affects affects people sometimes good sometimes bad like the the woman that got uh, because of the, the different things that she had been looking at Amazon or whatnot uh, advertisement for a, a baby clothes or something like that two days after the baby had died is really the, 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 that's that, that kind of stuff we, we should stop. There is, there, there was, 
you when once you do targeted advertising you are gonna make mistakes and it happens so so often maybe the, at some point in, in in time it is it is the case that the machine all this machine learning nonsense that people are talking about and yeah EA and whatnot uh, it will it will get really really good at, at it but that involves that my life is all the time exposed to everyone and it's yes Maybe it's because I, maybe it's because I was born at a time which there was not, it was barely any kind of uh, of detail. Uh. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd like to grow up now, because there's not a lot of hiding places if you make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we are right now. We are we are in the at the point in which stupid things that we do when we are younger, which everyone has done all through his, the history of mankind, now stay stay with you for the rest of your life. And some, so you have done something stupid 10 years ago, and someone brings it up now? Well, it, that was 10 years ago. As a person, chances are that I have changed because I evolve, I learn new things, I change the, my views in the world. No one is, how it's called, in a fixed position throughout their life. It is not the case. People evolve. So something stupid that I say 10, I say 10 years ago, even 5 years ago, even 2 years ago, maybe don't have any kind of importance on what I will think right now. Is history or maybe is part of the, of, of the way of the of the path for, for me to reach my current point, but it is not who am I am I right now. And all, all of the information being available all the time over there for everyone to see. Yeah. So it's safe to say that software has really changed societies um, oh, definitely. in a tremendous way. And actually, even ways that we had not imagined when we initially wrote this. Well, uh, definitely. When, when when I started uh, playing with co with computers, uh, I was all about uh, games, which were I mean, I was a youngster, of course. <laughs> I mean, looking at games, and, and I, as well, I was looking at the at the interesting. Um, for, um, for me, what it was interesting was putting your brain into work, into solving issues. Okay, that was uh, one of the things that, uh, that, that attracted me. Uh, of course, uh, the fact that I don't have to do a physical exercise. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the icing on the cake. <laughs> exactly. But I, I never, I, I it never crossed my mind that I will, I will have something like Facebook back then. No. Uh, and when MySpace uh, uh, first appeared, for example, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. I, I just I never go into it. Okay, I did uh, Facebook because uh, for reasons, and I haven't used it in like six years now. And I still, uh, my account, my account is still there, yeah. but I, have, I haven't used, I haven't logged in at all. Uh, there was nothing like that before. And with the same with Twitter, which I am quite, uh, usually quite, quite more. Those kind of things, those, the reach of the technology. We, we never thought about it. There is no science fiction that I have seen that uh, had that this kind of massive reach in place. There were a lot about uh, cyberpunk, especially about data, but not. It was always kind of like for corporations and uh, and uh, very private people and, and things like that, but not for the common person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, you just mentioned that you see social networks being regulated um, for mental, mental health issues. How do you see that happening? Do you see it being the medical profession? Well, I have no idea how it's going to happen, but I, I think it's probably inevitable. 
I think yeah. that's why Facebook hired old, um, we're going off topic, Nick Clegg, because I think they can see it coming on the horizon. They need someone in the system to back for them. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, they are already doing things. Uh, they're controlling their content, kind of, sometimes, banning people. They're trying. They're, they're, they're trying some things, but maybe that's not going to be uh, enough, because if I still can access it whenever I want, then there, there are people that will be t- checking the whole time. And I, I like to get my, my, my visa. I, I do. I always like to have be reading something or watching something or whatnot. So I, I can imagine that it will be the constant refresh, 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 and believing everything that comes to, to, the, to the phone and things like that. It is an issue. Yeah. So, like, is the existence of this and the pervasiveness of the social media, is that kind of a violation of, let's take it back, the, the programmer's oath? Um, is that, like, a violation of pro- producing harmful code? You know, is, is that, is unethical code still I, I think that shows harmful. the limitations of the oath, because it's not as simple as black and white, mm, good yeah. or bad, harmful or not harmful. There are degrees of these things, and they can interact in ways that become harmful that you can never have predicted. I don't think anybody really predicted what would happen with social media. Not really. No, it's it, just, no, no. It, it, it was completely unexpected. So, yeah, you, you're doing some things. Okay, there, there are things that they are doing right now in terms of algorithms and what they are allowing to show and what they are showing to which, uh, to which people that we know that there are things that they are doing purposefully even when there is, that is bad for society as a whole. Okay? And that, 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 that should be, I believe that that should be stopped. Yes. But the whole idea of social media, the, the, the basic idea is, is actually super. Uh, being able to communicate. Maybe the, 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 what we need to do is stop the, uh, uh, stop the, the idea that it has to be massively connected. It's just, it has to be, it's again back to being connected to, the, to your people, to the people that you know and, and things like that. Scope creep. <laughs> kind of. So as we are... As programmers, you know, I'm going taking back to the fact that we are the ones creating these, you know, products. Um, can we take this as our responsibility to actually educate the, you know, the population and maybe um, raise awareness about if we cannot stop stop it, if we cannot regulate it right now? I I will go more with. It's going to be society as a whole learning uh, as time goes by. I don't think the, I mean, we can, maybe we can help with things, but to be honest, the, the fact that we are the, the ones creating this stuff, again, we, some of the usages are completely unexpected for, even for us. Uh, so Zuckerberg didn't expect Facebook to take off like it, like, like it too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Maybe Twitter had to be uh, they, they they have some maybe better idea of what they were doing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna? If you don't uh, if you don't know the ramifications of what you are doing. How are you gonna? Maybe you can we can you cannot teach in advance as you are the creating the any system, okay? Mm-hmm. And once uh, it has exploded in terms of uh, usage, but it's not really. It is not you anymore. It becomes part of what uh, society and the leaders of the of, of, of society have to have to teach the, the rest. So I don't see it as a responsibility of developers per se. Mm-hmm. 
I came across this um, collective of French developers. You know, they're putting together a manifesto to and trying to rally other IT professionals to um, refuse working for and collaborating with um, companies that are not environmentally responsible. Could you imagine, you know, having something like that as a starting point, maybe, and trying to. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting... Oh, sorry, carry on. Um, well, I was just going to say, um, yeah, you should you should avoid working for causes that you are ethically opposed to, absolutely. So um, things like climate change or maybe um, if you're ethically opposed to, to gambling or, or, you know, things like that, then, then yeah, you should avoid uh, avoid working for those, for those causes. But um, are we there in danger of confusing personal ethics with professional ethics? Yes. Because they're not the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what I mean. It's um, it's a personal ethics thing. Okay, so there is one of the companies that have left in the past. I, I left it because I didn't like what we were doing. Okay, nothing illegal with what we were doing, I believe. But I just didn't like it because as a, as a user, I hate that kind of stuff. I hate it. But that's my personal my my personal view. That's a part of my, of my moral. But can we try to impose those morals into everyone? There is always that, okay, that one's like a, a company that is environmentally friendly. Maybe it sounds good, but uh, what other options are, are there available? What other things that people are going are gonna to say? It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the case that whatever the, those ethics become, do they clash with my, with my own morals? Do, do, do they clash with the current beyond society uh, by society? Do, it is complicated. Like uh, uh, the the only people that will not ever work for a uh, for a uh, for for example for the, the for the Department of Defense, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. Because well, it produces weapons and produces uh, things like that. On the other hand, well, if there's no if. If we were to get invited, then the Department of Defense is the, the one that is going to be putting the resources to protect us. And now in Europe, when we haven't in Western Europe, when we haven't had a war in quite a long time, maybe people don't think about it. But I mean, that has been an special time in Europe, in, the, in Western Europe. Sorry, uh, of course the Balkans and whatnot in which we haven't had to worry about it. But before that, it was constant, something that you have to worry about constantly. So uh, now we can, our current ethics, uh, uh, of, uh, or the ethics of some people can revolve around, not dealing with army, uh, the Department of Defense and whatnot, but it's not gonna, wasn't always the case. Now, we have the opportunity now to be able to say some that, that things, but who knows in the future what is gonna happen in terms of, so, Problem, I mean, problem with those ones is that there are, like with the promise health, is that it's something that is, those ethics are, will evolve with time, will change. It's not a position I would incorporate into a professional ethical yeah. code, for mm. instance. But, you know, climate change is really a real thing, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's everyone's problem now, you know, it's, it's actually a real problem, so um, if we could if we could influence, I mean, as programs, we could influence um, these companies, um, you know, um, and become influent, you know, have some certain influence in the way they conduct 
themselves in regards to this? I don't think it's us as developers. It's just us as, no, no, us, just as people. Us. As people, yeah. As people, there, 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 is, there will always be uh, things that we have to, depending on our ethics or morals, things that we think that we should fight for or, or not, things that we want to uh, see happening. I don't think there is uh, a strong case for saying, oh, because we are software developers on this specific case. It's not about being software developers or not, it's been about people and how we deal with other people and how yeah. we deal with the, 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 the person and, and the future, not with the software self. Can we, one thing will be like, uh, to, to put uh, just uh, an example that comes, uh, comes to mind, there were studies done by uh, tobacco companies about the effects of, of tobacco years before it went. Uh, it was public knowledge. Same with, uh, in fact, there are studies done uh, by uh, a few big uh, oil companies about the effects of carbon and whatnot on, on life. Now, that should have been released early, should have been made public. But then as well, the, maybe there was not, how's it called, the, the mood, the society mood for, to, uh, to process and understand that, okay? Now, this is, this is not about what we do, but more about what we are. Yeah, okay. Um... So, going back to the idea of this code of ethics, so if we, if we do not initiate it, then do we wait around for the government or, you know, um, to come with laws and impose them on us? I think that's what will happen ultimately, if yeah. we don't do something. It might take a long time, and I still think the government seems to be quite attached to the whole regulating things vertically via industries and stuff. So I don't know if we'll ever see specific regulation for software development. I think it would be, it'd be more likely to be seen as an uh, X industry makes a terrible mistake, therefore we regulate X industry. Yeah. Mm. That that's, seems to be how it's worked in the past. I, I would prefer yeah. another point that we have, that, that we have the uh, regulatory body. Because it's, it's a faff. It is a faff. It is being quite concerned about something that, but again, it is a question of some people will do the the right word, the, will work on the right way, or with the right reasons all the time, while other ones will not. And at some point, you're going to have to control that. So same way that it was done with uh, uh, doctors, and same way that has been done with lawyers and engineers. Most professionals. Yeah. It's just that we are a relatively young professional and it, it hasn't... Uh, the way the we just aren't that professional. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as well, as well the, the fact that we are, compared with uh, other professions, we have advanced, we are advancing very, very quickly, okay? Now, engineering professions took ages to actually uh, uh, get some kind of regulation. Uh, make-up professionals took ages. But first, they need to create the, the, the whole professional doctors, like a uh, famous case, uh, the, how's it called, the Babylonians. You were, you wanted, to, you were sick, you go to into the middle of the 
uh, in the middle of the, of the town, and people that were passing by will tell you where, where there will be the recommendations. We have evolved quite a long way from that. Uh, well, <laughs> not uh, everywhere uh, with every person, but we have evolved quite, quite a lot from that. Now we have professionally trained me, me, uh, doctors that have spent six, seven, eight, ten years learning their profession and understanding everything that that we have as current knowledge. It took a uh, couple of thousand of years. Well, maybe 500 years, 2000, I don't know. Large amount of time. Same with, uh, with law, same with uh, engineers, with architects, it has taken quite a long time. But then as well, the, 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 the speed in which they were improving was slower than what we have been doing in the last 60 years in the, in the, in the computer industry. But, you know, given the uh, effects of software has had on, on the society at large, can we really afford to wait that long? No. No. No, but it's, it's going to be the case that this, something's going to happen. Sooner or later, that is going to be the most massive thing, like to some people dead because of a, a software glitch or, or something, something like that. And then maybe it, is, uh, it will be still the verticals of the... Well, that feels to me like what would happen. Um, yeah. But just because I think that's what would happen, I'm not sure if that's... I don't see all of software being regulated for some failure in some specific mm. industry. I, I just it, it doesn't strike me as very plausible. I, I, I still would be in f you know in favour of proper professionalisation, but I don't know. I, it looks like the wider community isn't that interested. Give it to the present state. I mean, mm. I don't know what anybody else feels about it. I mean, well, maybe maybe it's the case of uh, that I don't know more developers go into jail because of stuff that has happened that it wasn't it was not then being really by uh, being bad actors it's just being being pushed from bosses and things like that that then things will change that the mood of the development community will change if yeah as soon as you start you as soon as you start risking your uh, freedom well maybe at that point people will think yeah we we do need those regulations. So we do need a professional body. All right. Um, anything else to add to that? Mm, so what, no. What would Not be really. your concluding remarks on no. the programmer's oath? Do we adopt it? Do we not? <laughs> uh, I don't want to repeat myself. Um, but I'm going. Uh, no, for everything I've already said. But I think it, it's a good starting point on, on, the, on a conversation for something we, we should do. I think on a personal level, um, yeah, I, w I would adopt the, the statements on a personal level, but um, across the industry, no, it just needs something more, um, a bit more embellished. Yeah, uh, similar to you too. I mean, on a personal level, most of the things that I really do anyway, mm -hmm. that's, that's how we think right now is the best way of, of working. And then as well, it's part of my morals like not producing harmful code, it, it, yeah. that, that is internal, I don't need to actually express it, but it's, it, it, is, it is not enough, it is not uh, fit for purpose for what he wanted to do. Yes, all right, um, well thank you very much for being with me, um, 
we'll speak to you next time. Thank you. Come back next week.